Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the most gabagool time of the year. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fightful NXT post show. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, it's me, it's Alex Pulowski, and there's Kate, and we're here to talk about NXT, I guess, and also sing NXT-themed Christmas carols! Yeah, we are! <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun! Uh, I hope you guys are all are all here to have fun, because that's what we're here for, because, for. you know, because NXT is not great right now. I mean, there's some bright spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened between the ropes was pretty good. Uh, the booking is stupid. The creative is terrible. Let's sing Christmas songs. <laughs> Apparently so. Oh, <sighs> boy. Hey, get in your super chats uh, and your humper chats at humperchats.com. Um, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. We'll, we'll sing the songs you ask us to sing because that's the thing that we do here. Um, uh, <laughs> we got some stuff planned that should be fun. We'll save that for the end, as per usual. Uh, but we should probably just just get through this deal. Um. Uh, Kate. Yes. A few years ago, <laughs> WWE was like, "We want to make NXT the Black and Gold into the third brand of WWE." We're gonna put make a we're gonna put them on equal footing at Survivor Series. We're gonna we're gonna book those triple threat matches so that a lot of the NXT talents go over. We want to present them as like that they're right on par with the main roster. Um, so they decided, hey, let's have main roster people show up in NXT to combat the fact that the NXT people took over SmackDown that one time when everybody was stuck on a tarmac in Saudi Arabia. And, and and they 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 definitely were still planning that big invasion angle, even if the the tarmac thing hadn't happened. I'm sure, but anyway, um, that was a that was an actual good faith effort to try to get people to take NXT seriously, 
um, we we see kind of how that worked out for him over the course of the last couple of years. But now NXT is really, really floundering. Uh, This 2.0 thing is not working out for him too well. And so they decided to have the exact same response, which is let's send some main roster guys to NXT and see if they can pop a rating or get people talking at least. And maybe if they're talking, they'll get interested and maybe the talking will lead to watching question mark. Cause it sounds like that's what they're doing. At least the raw guys are going to be doing some stuff on, on NXT because it's USA and USA. I'm wondering if this is a, is a suggestion from the USA network of like, Hey, maybe these people who you have on, on raw, maybe some of them will come over and watch this thing on Tuesday. Um, if, if they think that AJ Styles or Matt Riddle will be possibly wrestling or something. Yeah. So there's a few issues with this. The problem with NXT in general is that everything has changed, but nothing has changed. And that NXT was always meant to be developmental. But the guys that they were developing have been doing this a real long time and were real good at this. So that developing into its own brand was endemic and made sense and was organic and a natural progression of things. Um, A bunch of guys who are in developmental that haven't been doing this for years, and gals, uh, is not a compelling television show. And it, it makes me wonder what USA is thinking of this because there have been a couple weeks where they got a ratings pop. I think it's been pretty funny to see like how fake the Wednesday night wars were because clearly that wasn't real. Like NXT's numbers stayed the same and then they rebooted and they, they still haven't moved very much. And AEW's went up a little bit, but that was also like they have Danielson and punk and stuff. So that was never actually a thing. Um, But floundering is a good word. And I don't just even mean because it's a product that you and I overall don't like, because I think that's also true about Raw and SmackDown and they draw pretty well. Um, I think floundering is a good word because the issue for me with the old NXT, while it was my favorite product, was it was kind of ill-defined. Like, it's its own brand, but they still refer to moving to Raw and SmackDown as getting called up. Like, how is this functioning? It is its own TV show. It's not on the network and it's on network television. I thought this was very much more like clear in that sense. Um, and does unfortunately seem to be more connected to what's going on with the main roster. But now that you've done that, it's just not a product that makes for good weekly episodic television because you're you're developing guys. So it's it's a little bit tricky. It makes sense to send guys from Raw. I don't know if it's going to draw people away from the NFL crowd. Like if that's like, who you but thought the, you were. But the thing about it is the NFL hopefully isn't going to be, well, probably will be because, you know, COVID. But hopefully isn't going to be having games on Tuesdays normally. So, right. So maybe that's a thing. But but. I, I don't I don't know if that's if that's the ticket. Um, it, it certainly seems also it's kind of like it, you know your mileage may vary on whether or not you're excited to see AJ Styles fight Grayson Waller, or whether or not you think it's smart, creative, 
to like have MSK spend six weeks out of the ring so they could become buddy buddy with Matt Riddle and he can give them scooters and then he can accompany them to the ring when they when they say a week ahead of time next week we're going to go into the ring and call out Imperium and Matt Riddle's going to be with us like like is that a thing like they think it's going to people like oh next week Matt Riddle will stand next to two guys who we haven't seen wrestle in two months and 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 they're going to they're going to call out the the tag champs I better tune in to NXT 2.0 next week. Like, do they think that's what's going to happen? Because I doubt it. Well, and who are you going after? Because you're sending Riddle, who was on a great tag team back in, like, the old NXT era, and you're sending Mm -hmm. AJ Styles, one of the greatest indie darlings kind of ever, and Mm -hmm. certainly outside of AEW, your, your biggest kind of indie darling. So are you trying to get old fans to watch your product again? Are you like, what is the intent there? Because you're not set. I mean, Roman Reigns probably you're not going to send to NXT, but you know what I mean? Like you're not sending guys that necessarily are like a hot name right now. Like I guess RK bro is, but like, it seems like they're very intentionally sending people that independent wrestling fans would like, while they're also sending the message that we're destroying independent wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That just seems to be like that's the seems to be the trend where we're headed. Like it seems like they're 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 doing an experiment here with the AJ Styles thing and and Riddle being like not just in pre-taped, you know, uh, on location segments but like live on NXT. Riddle's going to be there next week. Um it seems like this is like they're set, setting up a test balloon and see what happens. Which you know? and that's what they did in WWE CW, right? Yeah. Like that that was a thing. I don't know if that is something that they considered successful, but I will say there's also a very big difference when the NXT young boy is Brian Danielson and the Miz mm-hmm. versus like Grayson Waller. We'll we'll talk about his promo, which I just thought was all over the place mm-hmm. tonight. Um, yeah. Like again, you were working with a crop of talent that. I guess it was a, a bit more of a mixed bag at that point, but like, you know, CM Punk figured some things out in Ring of Honor before he came over. Yep. Um, Danielson, another good example. So when you're pairing Natalia with Charlotte Flair, that's a little different than pairing yeah. AJ Styles with Grayson Waller. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that when we come to that specific section. What we started out with was was. Um... <clears throat> Come, they told me, Tom Chompa Papa, Chompa Papa. Uh, we started out with Chompa, uh, and he was he came down and uh, and he basically said, "Listen, I know I'm going to start talking about you know how I'm the greatest champion, blah blah blah." And then Braun Breaker, he's gonna um, he's gonna interrupt me. He's gonna come on out, so you don't even need to worry about interrupting me because here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call you out to the ring. I actually. I kind of appreciated the 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 overall conceit of this segment of of Champa saying, "Listen, I know how it works. I've been around the block a few times, and see, that's the difference between you and me. Like that seems to be the whole thing there." But he calls him out, um, and Breaker comes out, and Breaker's going to go get a microphone. He's like, "No, no, no, no don't, don't get a microphone, because I already know what you're thinking. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say." 
that you beat me, you pinned me in war games, you earned this title shot. And I really uh, appreciated Ciampa saying, and you're right, you did pin me, you did beat me, and you did earn this title shot. And guess what? I want to give you the title shot. Let's say at New Year's Evil, let's do it. But the thing of it is, Braun, I don't think you're quite ready yet. Like, you're good. You're really good. I've been doing this for like 20 years. You've had 20 matches. And you're really good for how young you are. But you're not experienced enough to know how to beat me. And I totally appreciate Ciampa being kind of objective. Uh, being like, not like, you suck, kid. You haven't had enough matches. Why don't you Why don't you go get some more seasoning before you even belong in the same ring with me? He's saying... This is these are the, your strengths. You're 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 a prodigy, and yet the thing about prodigies is that they're young and inexperienced, mega talented, but young and inexperienced. And I have the experience necessary. Um, and then he does this thing about how maybe you're gonna beat me, and then you'll take the the title back to back home, and you'll be there with dad, mom, and y'all be going hoo 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 hoo. And yep. you'll put the put the thing, but again, just call him Steiner if you're gonna do this. And then you'll put the, the title on the mantle, uh, and then he slaps Braun Breaker. Um, and this is the one point that I that I wondered about. What was Champapa's um like plan like here? He's right, he's deliberately getting Braun Breaker more and more pissed off, and then he slaps him, and then Breaker like throttles him, picks him up as though he's going to do his finisher to him. And then Breaker sets him down on his feet. Like I could kill you if I wanted to, but I'm not going to do that. I want you at full strength when I beat you in a couple of weeks. Um, and I really appreciated that reaction by, by, by Breaker by basically saying, listen, I've just proved that I could murder you if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna right now. I like that, but I don't understand what Champa was trying to get to. Like after he slapped Breaker, what did he think Breaker was going to do? Because he seemed incredibly surprised by the fact that Breaker tried to fight back after the slap. And I was like, that was the one, the one flaw in your plan, John Papa, was that that you thought he wasn't going to fight back, and that was weird. So, agree with you on a lot of fronts. The first is, I and I don't know why it works sometimes and why it doesn't work with other guys. There are some guys who are just a lot better at and allowed to um, point out wrestling tropes or things that we see all the time and they do it really well. And one great way of doing that is a, when you're a heel, that's important. I think to um, when you're, when you're the seasoned guy, when you're the guy who knows how this works it for me, I like that a lot more of you just being like, I know what you're gonna say. Um, because while it's the same promo that we hear all the time, it's also the same promo that that guy's heard a bunch of times. So I loved this kind of patronizing dick champa, and I yeah. like that we have a more clearly defined heel and face in this space, which was, I think, a big intention of this promo. I also very much liked when he pointed out that Breaker slipped on the rope. Sorry, break a curb. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to mispronounce. He was right. like, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that a second time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I loved that. Like, you're a smart kid, but also, like, this is kind of a, a douchey, underhanded thing to say to you mm-hmm. because you very well could do it again. Um, and I've been around 20 years, and I know that um, 
So I just, I really, really appreciated what Champa did here. The slap to me also felt out of place because that, to slap someone is almost always a reactionary thing, especially in like, like wrestling wise, that's more like a receipt. And he didn't really like, it wasn't like in reaction to anything. Um, So, so that just felt weird. If Breakaker had said something to warrant that, or it was something other than a slap, even if he just kicked him in the head, it could just be like a, yay, dumb kid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a slap just always almost feels like a, a retort in wrestling. But I loved um, Breakaker looking like a strong, smart baby face, but also doing the baby face thing you're supposed to do of, I want you at your best. Let me just place you down in the corner. And yeah, Champa being. Because that's, to me, that's upward. almost more disrespectful to, to the guy yeah. who's been disrespecting him. Is like, I could do my finisher to you right now. You, you're, you're helpless. I want you to remember feeling helpless because yes. that's, that's, that's what like, Breakaker is the kind of guy you could absolutely book as a tweener for his entire career and just shades of gray either side, but right down the middle. I don't think you need to book him as like a baby face because that's hard to get a guy that size, that powerful over as a guy because WWE if you're a baby face, you have to fight against the odds at all times. That's how they ruined Braun Strowman. When they made Braun Strowman into a baby face, they had him like fight from underneath. They had Braun Strowman fight from underneath. Ridiculous. And if you make him into a heel, it's like it's all those tropes are also there in a different way. Just make him right down the middle as a guy we love to watch pick dudes up and yeet him into the fourth row. Like that's that's fun. I think we should do more of that. And when you don't go for the the kill there, when you put the guy down, it also says, "I'm confident that I can beat you at your best. I don't yeah. need yeah. I don't need to, like to maim you before. Like I'm I'm pretty sure I can do this without yeah. This without hurting this you is now. the this is precisely why I thought it was a very good idea to not only have Champapa win the the four way on the first night, but then retain against Breaker in the first yes. match between them. Because I thought you could get a better story if you stretched it out a little longer. And here is the point where I say, now's the time to do it. You gotta put you gotta put the title on Breaker at New Year's Evil and see what you got. Because we uh, we got we got somebody like like Sean Rossap who who makes predictions, sure, but also they're usually educated guesses. Um, <laughs> and 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 when he said when he, every time somebody asks him, who do you think? is going to win the Royal Rumble this year. He always says Braun Breaker. And I'm like, is are we doing that already? Like all already? So so I don't know. Maybe the maybe the whole point of it is to to not do it, but not not have him win the title and then get him called up to the main roster right away. I'm not really sure, honestly. That feels like a heck of a hot shot. Though there's never been a time that he's been on screen and I haven't been I want to say impressed like in a in a huge way because part of the reason i'm impressed is for how short of a time he's been doing this um but there's never been a time where he's been on screen where i'm like that is so illogical um he looks nervous he like he definitely doesn't look as green as he is in that sense i think he's helped by working with a guy like champa for sure but he definitely gets this so i don't hate it I just think if he wins Rumble, he doesn't dethrone Roman. And I think he's the guy to dethrone Roman. I just think that's coming later. But yeah. 
I kind of wish that Ciampa had a couple more opponents that he could have like made in a sense, like some of these younger guys that he maybe had some feuds with or, or some more title matches Listen, with. They, 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 they just, they sent Samoa Joe to a farm upstate where he can run and yeah. be free and play what with other what? Samoa Joes. Like, I don't understand what they did with him. So, <laughs> you know, I just thinking they, of a farm of Samoa Joes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what you tell your kid. Oh no, uh, no Rover. Rover's good. We just, we sent him to a farm upstate where he can run and play with other dogs, you know, oh, fine man. stuff. That's kind of what they did. They, I think they, that farm is called AEW. <laughs> They're trying to desperately not send him there. Yeah. <laughs> that farm of that farm of state is called you're under contract to us. So you're going to be a talent scout now. Uh, anyway, we saw the, the, the Instagram video of Grayson Waller. We'll talk more about that whole thing in a bit. We got the, what I thought was going to be the main event was the first match of the night, which is Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, because I thought it signified something more. I thought it was going to be Raquel's swan song in, in, in NXT. I, I was sure, because they already, I thought going into this street fight, whoever loses is going to the main roster. And they already took a serious look at Dakota Kai and decided to pass on her because they're terrible ja- ta- judges of talent. Correct. So, so uh, the, 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 honestly, if you look at Dakota Kai, if you see watch film of her, her entire time in NXT and before she even showed up here, and then you let her come up 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 to the main roster and do dark matches, and you go, "Now nah, we're gonna pass," then you suck at evaluating talent. I'm sorry, you just do. But so I thought they were gonna have Dakota Kai just stick around in NXT and call Raquel up, but that's not what they did. I appreciated the way they started the match though, which was Raquel showed up to start the match and Dakota was waiting for her and they just did the match starting in the back with all the stuff before the match could technically start because they can't start it until they get in the ring. So the match didn't actually start until after the commercial break. Cause they fought through the back. Then they fought outside. And then during the commercial break, they were fighting in the parking lot. Then it came through a, a different entrance and then into the ringside area where the match actually started. I thought this was this showed that these two have worked together for a very long time. They yes. know each other. They know exactly. They obviously plotted this thing out really, really well beforehand. They said, here's a spot we're going to do with this road box. Here's a spot we're going to do with this ladder. Here's what we're going to do with this clangy pole. All this stuff, they all figured out what they were going to do ahead of time. It was all really well done. Um, and then uh, I appreciated uh, how Dakota Kai is so good. She really she's is so so good, and if she's not going to be appreciated under the WWE umbrella, I want her to go literally anywhere else where she can be appreciated and 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 booked to be the 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 amazing wrestler that she is. Um, but her reaction to being power bombed onto the ring steps on the outside, like, like it made me sad for her. Mm-hmm. She was in so much pain. Like yep. the way she reacted to it was just like she like I honestly thought I heard I I watched her mouth the words, "Oh god." Like <laughs> like which is a great thing to do to get over the selling. It's great. And then she she gets back into the ring, she gets Shingona bombed onto a trash can and pinned one two three. Done. Um so let's talk about the match before we talk about what happened afterwards. Sure. I think um so, first of all, I'll throw this to you. Uh, this begs the question, why do street fights have to start in the ring? I don't know why. 
but apparently they do. The same reason why, um, why occasionally uh, you have a, a big time, like six man, no holds barred street fight, but you got to tag in and out. You got to tag in and out. Otherwise it's how, why, how would we know who's the legal man? Um, and, um, I, I literally was like, the reason for that is so that the fight starts in front of fans. I think like officially starts. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, this match was great. I wish this match happened at New Year's Evil or whatever they're calling it. Uh, I so appreciate Dakota Kai for all of the things that you you mentioned. I've talked about her ring psychology at length on here. Today, I realized, like, especially because this feud was a longer-term one, um, she's just a wildly selfless wrestler. Like, and I, I was thinking about how Raquel was really good and I think they gave her the title at the right time, but there's certain wrestlers that grow with the title and then there's certain people that are ready for the title and make other wrestlers. Raquel, I think, was still growing a little bit and I think Dakota Kai is a, a big part of why she's been so successful. And um, today was just like a really wonderful reminder of just how selfless Dakota Kai is in the spots that she takes and the way that she sells um, just a, a tremendous dance partner for pretty much anyone you can put in there and wildly versatile. God, she can make Raquel look good. She can make Io Shirai look good. Like she can just make anybody you put in the ring with her look good and like, and like they're beating her at times in the match and like she's winning at times in the match. Like she's, she's just fantastic. And, that just occurred to me watching this of like how, how integral I think she's been to Raquel's success as well. Um, really wish this was at the pay-per-view. We'll get into what it set up. I don't think your theory is wrong. I, I think that if they called up who lost to this match, it would feel like that women's championship is even less important. The other thing with Dakota Kai they brought her up and they sent her down. And I think it might've been a not yet because of all of the instability that was going on. I think they were like, we have something with her. She doesn't really fit in up here, but let's, let's work around her injuries and figure out something else character wise that might translate a little bit better. I think they might've been like, I know what we have with her, but what she's doing felt like old NXT a lot of times. And like this newer character I'm wondering if she does get called up because it fits in a little bit better with what's going on, on on the main roster. And I think it might have been more of a timing issue because they then released 200 people right. um, than that. So, yeah, I'm kind of kind of wondering if um, if I don't know where she fits, honestly, like like they they seem to have a, a, a very distinct pecking order on SmackDown. It's, it's Charlotte. And then Sasha, and then some women who have no chance at beating either of them. Uh, and I guess she could just slot in there and be another one of those. But like they're just they they that's what they've done with those two. And on Raw, it's like Becky, and then whoever Becky's currently feuding with, uh, and then whoever Bianca is currently feuding with, and then the weird jumble of the tag team division. Like, so what? that's what I was gonna bring up is. They've either got to have a division or they got to dissolve the belts. I'm guessing if they haven't dissolved the belts, I'm wondering if they're going to do a thing where they bring up like eight women at once and are like, this is the tag team division again. You know what I yeah, mean? Or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. 
All right. Well, before we move on, we're going to uh, into the post-match thing. We're going to do some quick uh, humper and super chats. Dan Matt Darby says, Merry Christmas, Kate and Alex. Merry Christmas to you. And also with you, Gabagool. Um, uh, this is a good name for, for an account. Grapsity and Team Kalex Rule says, Happy Holidays! Hashtag Team Kalex for, for life. And hashtag uh, Grapsity forever. Um, James Nepper says, um, Come on, get up, let's go. We gotta get to the ring. Come on, let's go. Um, We didn't even hear the ring bell anyways. Like that was how this thing started. It was like, we got to get to the ring. Come on, guys. Let's get it in the ring. We got to get this thing started. We got to like the ring bell. Never. We never heard the ring bell because it was during a commercial. So it was like this. It was very important that they get to the ring. Uh, they finally got to the ring. It was like, then they just kept doing what they were doing. They didn't like get them in the ring and like, okay, you guys ready? You and your, your corner, you and your corner and go. It was just like, once they entered the ring area, all right, now the match can end, I suppose. Yeah, that was kind of odd, but I I kind of liked that because, well, first of all, in, in the sea of chaos and things that make no sense, this is pretty low on the offensively stupid scale mm -hmm. because they at least really have been telling the story of these two just effing hate each other, right? So, like, I can at least buy into the fact that, like, neither of them were all that concerned about a victory until... Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. Um <laughs> so um we uh we got oh, we got who we've uh, we have Paul Hensler. Hi dad. Saying Merry Christmas to team hashtag uh Kalex. Uh, hold on, I think I got this one here. Oh, there we go. Merry Merry Christmas to ha to team hashtag Kalex and of course <laughs> JW Pringle. Uh I need uh, Tony D Tony D to say, Hey, be a good cheer, eh? boy. Um, um, because it's my dad and it's a wholesome family story. I wanted to talk about my hat. Oh, please. And this little wrestler. And I think it's going to get us super chats. So people like it when I talk about how rad my family is, which is cool because my family is amazing. It extends to my extended family. And my aunt made me this hat. My aunt Diane, she crocheted this. She's recently wow. retired. She wrote me this really beautiful card about transitioning into retirement and how crocheting was the thing that she picked up it's my aunt diane if you want to super chat and comment on my cool hat say <laughs> kate's aunt diane rules or something like that and out of out of nowhere like an rko like a few weeks ago maybe a couple months ago she just sent me this little like <laughs> pathetic excuse for uh stretch armstrong kind of thing <laughs> and the card i think just said thought of you and nothing else on it <laughs> but it's like this <laughs> mom can we have stretch armstrong we have stretch armstrong at home and that is stretch armstrong at home it's like this wannabe great colleague kind of oh my god it's so funny wow. i just thought of you in the card so it's my aunt diane she made this mm -hmm. she wrote this really sweet card and mm. there's just like everybody loves my wholesome family and so do i so, so i was nice. like i'm gonna wear it on the stream and then if y'all send in compliments I'm gonna I'm gonna send them all to her. I'll screenshot them all. <laughs> uh, and then JW Pringle says back, "Howdy, Kate's mom and dad. Thought I'd let my Texans show a bit. Help y'all have a merry Christmas. Just like just like the Grinch. I was the, just gonna Grinch say from Texas. Apparently. If you watched our holiday stream for Fightful that was on at six o'clock, you will learn that the Grinch um, has done more of a tour of the Texas area than the Von Erics. <laughs> so. Yes." 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Valab uh, says, uh, in this time of year, I ask you all to keep warm, Gabagool. Unless you're from down in the Southern Hemisphere, then keep cool, Gabagool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Very good. That's very kind yes. of you. Yeah, very thank you. And thank you for, for making it geographically specific. I yes. really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, after this first match, Raquel is like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm done with Dakota. And now I'm calling you out, Mandy Rose. I want my rematch for that title. Um, and then they go to commercial. Um, and then uh, uh, they come back from commercial. And she's still there like, come on, Mandy Rose. Where are you? And then Cora Jade comes out. And, and uh, uh, Cora, Cora Jade um, says, but, but I want my title match. And um, and then and they're like, listen, listen, I know we're friends, but if you stand in my way of getting my rematch, says Raquel, I will murder you while you stand. Like, that was very interesting. And then we got uh, on the Titan Tron, we got Mandy Rose in a bikini, because, of course, uh, at, her, at her pool. Um, and I do not believe you can use an NXT women's title belt as a flotation device. So I hope she's being very careful in that pool. Uh, but she's got that around her waist, and she says, "You know what? I'm going to make it easy for you two at New Year's Evil. Let's have a triple threat. You two, you, me against you, and you. And um, don't worry, I'll make sure the match gets made official because I have William Regal tied up in my basement. What's happened to William Regal? Um, <laughs> it's Christmas. Let him out for Christmas, for God's sake. Gosh. Anyway, um, and and so I, I would like." Hmm. A triple threat match is usually looked at by the chat by the champion as a bad idea because it means they don't have to get pinned to lose the title. Right. And so somebody like Mandy Rose, who has appeared to to be ducking literally all challengers, um, saying, I want to have a triple threat match, seems to go against that convention. I'm just saying it seems kind of odd that she would decide to do it herself. Um, yeah, but, but you're forgetting that she's hot. I forgot. Yeah, so I will say it makes a little bit more sense in that she has exactly two other people that watch their back. And I think from a wrestling match perspective, it makes it much easier to hide the weakest link when you have a triple threat. So that's at least good, yeah. but but it does not make sense when she doesn't even say like I'm the best wrestler. She's like I'm hot, yeah, and brunette. And she also says like um I I have to beat the two of you who are so ugly, like I what what is that what is that a thing like that's that's not even like it's not like, even true. They're really uh, well, pretty. Not even, well, it's not even true, <laughs> but like it's also. Like, what are you nine? Like, what is like? I, I like that's even beneath like high school mean girl stuff. Like, yeah, I you are ugly and I am pretty. My daddy says so. Are you Tiffany Stratton? Like, what are what are we doing with this? Um, Cyclops better than Wolverine says. Uh, once Raquel won, I changed the channel for good. Yeah, she's uh not high on some people's list of people they like, and with good cause for some people. I I agree. Um. I uh, yeah I it, it is what it is man uh I I don't know then she says oh I've also got you something else for Christmas 
and um, Toxic Attraction shows up, uh, Gigi and JJ, and they attack with kendo Why? sticks. Why are all the faces so dumb all the time? And like, and it was so funny because like, um, Raquel's like, "What? What could you possibly mean? I don't understand." And then she he gets hit with the first kendo stick. And between Raquel getting hit with the first kendo stick and Cora getting hit with the second kendo stick was like four and a half seconds of Cora <laughs> J just standing there not doing anything. And I was like, okay. So then they both just like they both beat the crap out of uh, Raquel, but Cora goes down with one kendo stick to the sh to the shoulder, which means to me she's not ready medically to have this match. If one kendo stick puts her down for the count forever, perhaps. We should rethink that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that beatdown was just awkward. First of all, if you are going to take a tiny skateboard to the ring with you all the time, I mean, what's a better defense against a kendo stick than your tiny skateboard? Probably mm -hmm. a reasonably sized skateboard. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. Use well, it. Swing it back. I mean, use it did, as a shield. I know they have elbow pads and knee pads and stuff for riding skateboards. Do they have shoulder pads? Ooh, that's because I mean, I mean, like, do they have like full body? Like, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna fall off of this skateboard when I'm, when I'm, like, do they? Because I know they have like crazy jump stuff. I mean, I listen. It's been a long time since I watched uh, the X Games. Okay, so like, I'm wondering, do they have like full body things you could wear? Because maybe she should just wear that around in case. That'd be a great idea. Even if that's not a thing, it she should make it a thing. Uh, I just, you know, it gets. I'm so sick of referees and faces looking dumb all the time. Like, oh, I'm sure her two best friends and the tag team champions aren't hanging around us. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Snugs says, uh, does Aunt Diane do dog sweaters? I will have to inquire. <laughs> I have a dog. So if so, I will also place an order and I will find <laughs> out on your behalf. Volob says, nice hat, Kate. I want that stretch Armstrong. It's very robot chicken-esque. <laughs> oh, I just made it like a new Shanka. Whoops. Um, he is. He is like a... He would fit in in NXT 2.0. This yeah, is kind really of would. like Vince's dream. Um, ah, I'm a cruiserweight! Two of five JW Pringle says, Aunt Diane knits one heck of a hat and found she the really prototype does. Von Wagner stretch doll. <laughs> She's a cool, cool lady like Vilma from Scooby-Doo. She is a cool, cool lady. Um, as is Vilma. <laughs> uh, so. Von Wagner. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to be way too much fun. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk too much about that. Um, <laughs> Mark Losper said in, I believe it's a humper chat, he says uh, that uh, if you're a USA executive, the only reason you're putting up with having the show on your channel is because you're hoping to curry favor for Raw. Um, well, no, because even poorly drawing wrestling shows are better than reruns of the show suits or whatever. A lot of times, like it's when we look at the number 500,000 or whatever, I think we think that's bad because we see other wrestling numbers. But when you look at it in the grand scheme of programming on the network, um, I think you probably don't think it's that bad, but you were probably anticipating growth and right. that ain't happening. So that's yeah. where I think they would be mad is like, they probably were like, we're going head to head with AEW. This is a product that's moving forward. And now it's just going to be right here for the rest of time. Yeah. 
Um, we got a Joe Gacy and Harland promo. Uh, they, they've Vakos says they've asked for this time to apologize, <laughs> uh, and then they do this thing like, uh, "Can you guys hear us?" And uh, and then Joe Gacy says, "Yes, Mr. Joseph, we can hear you." In the most obvious, like, <laughs> hey, we pre-taped this thing, and he says we can hear you. So, Vic Joseph, make sure you throw to the pre-tape by saying, can you hear us? So obvious, but I appreciate them trying. Um, and I honestly didn't mind this Joe Gacy promo. Like, it, it felt like, like, well, listen, like, obviously, Harland is very, very sorry for what he did. You can tell by the remorse on his face, and of course, there's no remorse on his face. Um, uh, but you triggered my, my, my friend. He's, he was, he was horribly violently abused when he was growing up. And, and so you put your hand on him and he, he snapped. And uh, obviously maybe perhaps some might say, Mr. Kendrick, that you brought this on yourself. I would never say that, which I do appreciate. I appreciate that. Uh, I thought this was well laid out and delivered and fine. And like, you know, whatever. And then we see later that we see the Brian Kendrick cutting a promo in front of his own cell phone wearing a neck brace. The neck brace Kendrick, as you so deftly tweeted. Um, <laughs> and he says, you know, so so you think that maybe I should apologize to you? Well, fine. So I just quit. He just takes off the neck brace. I just quit my job as an NXT coach. And now apparently I'm cleared to wrestle with this horrible neck injury I suffered last week. So next week it's you and me, Harland. And I was just like, all right, Brian Kendrick. Like, okay, let's let's do this, apparently. I have questions. So I liked I'm I really like Joe Gacy a lot. And one thing that I appreciated about this whole promo was i had this chief complaint right of it you can't be surprised that violence breaks out in a wrestling ring that's the point of it that incident didn't happen in a wrestling ring that happened outside of a wrestling ring so this should be the reaction really liked that the brian kendrick being the opponent for harland is just a weird choice he very well may have been like his shoot trainer and maybe that's something they're trying out while he's still so green um and also, just because you resign as a coach, does that mean that hold harmless agreements are just, like, out the window? That means you don't have to be medically cleared because you're not a coach anymore? That means you also got signed to a talent contract in that time? Like, what is happening? Where is William Regal? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um... And I, I, by the way, I really like the Brian Kendrick. I think he was criminally underrated in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and sense. see. We're gonna have to let it play out, Kate. Cause because I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, uh Kendrick is not, not he's a coach. Like he's also like he's been doing this forever. Um, so if if they're gonna say, Hey, all right, Brian, this is your project. You got to figure out how to make this guy Harland wrestle a match because he still has, he had a match, but he still hasn't wrestled a match. Remember he like he did one thing and that was it. And it wasn't um, good. And it wasn't good. So like, you know, like maybe that's his whole thing. Like you're going to, we're going to, you're his first, we're not going to put Harland in there with somebody who he might injure. <laughs> 
So like we're gonna have like Kendrick in there is gonna only let him do stuff that he knows he can do because he's gonna work with him one on one to make him get better. I honestly feel like if this wasn't on on a major cable and was being broadcast live to anyone, this is what you would do with a guy you saw potential with. You would have him work one on one with a vet with a with a good coach. And maybe even have that coach be the guy he has matches with, but you would do it in dark matches or uh, like on the little house show loop they do, or maybe you would do it on like um, you tape the match. And if the match is good enough, or you can edit out all the weird stuff, then you show it on your taped thing that runs on the network for an hour every week. I, we, we're going to see how this goes from here on out. You know, that there's, I, what, I, what I what I saw today is I was like, this really is developmental. Like yeah. it really, really is. And we're going to see a lot of people get pushed for a few weeks and then obviously present themselves as not being ready and then just go away for a little while before they, before they if they ever, come back weeks or months later. Like it's, it's going to be a thing they're going to have to do. And we're just going to have to roll with the punches of like, Hey, remember that guy who they really seemed to be high on, and then he had a match and he was terrible in it, and we never saw him again. Like that's gonna be ha- that's gonna happen a lot. Like the other half of Indu Share, the weird like like the other Veer's former tag team partner in NXT, who let's be honest, probably got shelved because he tweeted out who won that big match between Keith Lee and Adam Cole, but also was terrible. Like he was just sure. not ready yet. Um but that might happen a lot more with people who were like, Hey, I thought that guy was going to be somebody and no, he's not. Cause he's not ready yet. Yeah. And I, I think I will have a lot of leniency for that point because it is developmental. I just wish a lot of other things on the show made more sense. So I feel like, I feel like I would have more forgiveness if it wasn't like, and this guy just disappeared and came back as somebody else. Cause that's going to happen a lot. So we already saw it with Grayson Waller, basically. Um, so, but when, like, the booking is bad and a lot of other things on the show don't make sense, like, anybody can just decide to have a match whenever they feel like it now, um, it, it makes it hard to not get annoyed at that, too, yeah. where that's something that we probably should have forgiveness around. Right. Um. So, grizzled young veterans are backstage watching. Have you seen this Twitter video of the Creep Butters working out? No. before tonight did you see it on social media i don't think so oh my god so it's like it's 315 pounds on a on a barbell there's no bench there's no equipment other than the the, the bar laying on his back in the driveway doing a single press of 315 pounds well like if you're not on a bench if you're just laying on your back on the floor like bench is way harder so like he just does 350 pounds and like hands it to his brother gets up and like does a front flip and then his brother does like a clean and jerk with the same same barbell and then hands it to his back to his first brother, and then he does a backflip, and they're doing this for like a minute. I'm like, it's like this makes burpees look like the most a- amateur shit ever. Like they're doing this with a fucking barbell. I'm like, these guys are amazing. Like, like, can you not like book them as like the fourth most impressive tag team in the juniors division? Like, <laughs> it's can, can you book them better than this? Um, but uh, so the GYV is watching the video and like, oh, it doesn't matter because. They say it doesn't matter what they can do with these 
It matters what we can do with these. And so GYV says we're smarter than the Creed brothers. We'll simply outsmart them and win the match. And I would be fine with this if that's the way you actually booked the match. By having GYV literally set traps and be smart and, and run around behind somebody and yank the guy off the apron so the hot tag can't be made. You know, the shit that the Revival used to do on the reg all the time that made them the smartest tag team in wrestling. Like, that's what you should be... If you have GYV slumming it down here in the juniors division, then at least make them super smart and win a bunch of their matches. But they're being booked like absolute dog shit. And... Oh, poor GYV. Yeah, and like, don't do weird vignettes with them having wings. Like, that doesn't scream. I'm super smart. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really impressed by the Creed brothers, and they're slowly but surely developing more of a personality. I think, which is really good. I think they were the right person to. They have the right person in front of them right now, and I think they need a mouthpiece for a really long time. Cause even in the ring, it's still a little mechanical, like mm-hmm. very, very good from a tech, like they were amateur wrestlers, like a, a very good technical perspective, but um, not a ton of expression and storytelling yet. So I think that they're going to be great. It's, I think they're developing and it is hard when you have an inherently developing tag team against it's, it's worse with tag teams for some reason too, for me, like when you have a team that is smart and established and has been there for a while and really knows what they're doing. I think because there's just so much psychology involved in tag team wrestling when it's done right. Um, yeah. To buy into the fact that like this very established and polished and smart team is losing to these younger guys. But like you said, that has also has a lot to do with the booking. Yeah. Um, so during this match where, you know, GYV doesn't look smart or particularly good because of the booking, um, jacket time shows up and they've got their own commentary desk and, uh, the better to one jam beard says they really are turning jacket time into Kai and Ty, aren't they? Soon Jiro is going to be saying indeed. Um, it isn't, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing fundamentally wrong about a Japanese tag team. That's fine. What's wrong is if you are presenting them as being a joke tag team mostly because they're Japanese. And that's funny because they speak a funny language. Look at this guy. Look, doesn't he doesn't he look and sound funny? And when you do that, that's a problem. Don't don't do that. Like I mean, like if you were if you said, hey, we're gonna call Kushida up to the main roster, we're gonna kick Eric Boogs to the curb, and we're gonna have Shinsuke Nakamura and, and Kushida as a tag team and have them wrestle the way they know how to wrestle and wrestle great matches with the Usos and 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 what what is left of the Viking Raiders, like and the New Day, and you did that, there'd be nothing wrong with Shinsuke Nakamura and, and Kushida doing that. It wouldn't wrong with them being a Japanese tag team if you're not playing it for ha ha because they're Japanese. And that's the problem with this. Man, oh man, did Wade Barrett feel uncomfortable with this whole thing on commentary? Yeah, he did. He had no idea. And he shouldn't know what to do with it because yeah. it makes no sense. Let's cut away 
to commentary in a language that we're not even close to understanding uh, multiple times. And Wade Barrett just kind of goes, I agree with everything Kushida said. Like he just had no idea, and because why? Why are you doing that? Oh, to make them look foolish because they speak a different language. Like people come out on commentary all the time, and then surprise, surprise, they get involved with the ending of the match, or they talk to the loser of the match or the winner of the match after. Like happens all the time in wrestling. It's a trope that we've accepted. This was just. I don't know. I just don't know what this is other than a cartoonish depiction of Japanese wrestlers when you have two incredible wrestlers right in front of you. Yeah. Um, bewildering. So they're on commentary and they actually keep throwing to them on commentary speaking in Japanese. And again, that's the, the that's the joke. The jo- the joke is they're speaking Japanese. That is why they're that's doing it, it because it's yeah. because it's funny. Um uh, and and then um, the double vest and the beach come down, and I was very impressed with double vest. He wasn't wearing the double vest, so I don't know what his name is. Otherwise, I forgot what his name is. But I'm just gonna call him double vest, even if he's not wearing double vest. Just but vest. they just they just it wasn't even wearing a vest. He was just wearing a sleeveless shirt. Um, here's here's uh, they're they're standing there, and they're watching the show. Uh, they're watching the match. They're standing there booing it, and and GYV doesn't like the fact that they're there. Um, and then the whole thing devolves into a big brawl and the four of them all brawl and they're all brawly brawlers. Um, and all four teams brawl. And I was watching it like, this is what the tag, the tag team division of NXT is like the, the place that gave us the revival and American alpha and, and a much better version of the Viking Raiders when they were the war Raiders. Um, and, uh, you know, undisputed era and sanity and AOP and DIY and like for for a while there, Mustache Mountain was was actually an, Great, an NXT yeah. st- stateside. Like that, like it used to be. Every takeover would start out with a tag team match for the titles, and it would go like twenty one minutes, and they'd walk back to Gorilla saying, "Follow that mother." fuckers yeah like they, and and nobody could because they were so damn good because that's what tag team wrestling was in nxt and look what you've done now you've you basically turned all four of these teams into jokes there's all four of them in different ways like like i get i get you think the double vest and the beads are serious they're not a serious tag team no they you've turned gyv which who should be great mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're absolutely capable of being great, but you're booking them like losers. And then, then, then you got jacket time, and I'm like, you call them jack it time for God's sake. Like, and like, and then you got the Creed brothers who should be taken serious, but they can't. They can't rise above all these other yahoos who are in that that section of the division. Like this should not be hard. You have Imperium. You have Gyv. You have MSK, who we'll talk about in a bit, who's not allowed to actually wrestle matches anymore. And and you could just have them have a basic round robin type thing where they just turn out great matches, and then you 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 build you throw in their legato, let legato do good matches every now and then. You build up the Creed brothers so they're on the same level of those guys, but you do it over time so you hide their 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 deficiencies while building up their things that that that, that make them make them good, and you have an a semblance of what could be a good tag team division but you you won't let them just wrestle and be good at wrestling 
they have to have stupid gimmicks. And it's it's what Vince has always hated tag team wrestling. Yeah. So now he's in charge of NXT. He's put it into his thing to just ruin it. Uh, I just don't get why. So I, the most concerning thing to me about this is like the tag team picture on the main roster is also a disaster. Yeah. So like the blueprint for that is not promising. Like at least with the singles division, while it's booked bad and whatever, like if you're a tag team in WWE, like there's just, unless you're the Usos or the New Day who are just going to fight each other until the end of time, I guess, mm-hmm. like there's nothing for you. So it's hard because it's like, what are you then even developing? Like, what are you, what aren't you seeing in the teams that are on the NXT roster now that you need to see for them to be on the main roster? Because you're not doing anything up there that's that's worth a damn, right? So it's just very confusing about, like, all of these are very one-note jokes. I think the Creed brothers are in good shape if, if the booking is If the booking is better. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, and, and again, like, if you just let GYV have good matches, they're one of the best tag teams you have on any of the rosters. Yes, yeah. Like, but you just won't, you won't, won't just let them be good. You won't just let them be good. You say you have to, you have to stand in the way of them being good. Like you'd never do that. If you're a booker of anything, like just don't do that. Well, um, that's, um, you know, they're, they're on this like cusp of their professional wrestling tag team. They're not a sports entertainment tag team. Right. And so they're trying to figure out what that balance looks like. And it's just, it's ugly because the balance when you've gone so far in one direction, when you try to balance it out with something gimmicky, you look mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Like it just looks like a watered down version of what you were. Yeah. Does not work. Yeah. Um, we got, hold on, make sure. Oh, oh, we got a, we got a backstage thing with um, Persia Parada says it walks in and says, Hey, uh, our match tonight was, was delayed for some reason was postponed. I don't know what that, and and they never really specifically said why their match was postponed. They never really said that. Um, but then Grayson Waller walks in, and Indy is like, "Hey, you you beat up my father. I don't like you." Um, and and Waller's like, "Well, yeah, he 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 makes some bad jokes about J- Johnny Gargano. Says, hey, we're all Australian. We should stick together.'" And um, and then he makes another bad joke, and Indy was gonna fight him, and Persia Parada's like, "No, it's not worth it." I just thought, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna kill him? Like, it's not worth the jail time if you actually did. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so whatever. I I don't. Uh, it was a weird thing to introduce that Indy and Persia were supposed to have a match, but they're not having a match anymore. But we didn't ever find out what that was postponed for. But whatever. Wall- Waller is his whole thing is I'm going to be as annoying as possible because the people who run NXT think that's what he is. And yeah, I, they, they don't know the difference between go home heat and booked heat, like, at all. Exactly. And the thing I feel like everybody popped for the most in this was Indy calling him a douche. And that's not great. No. Like, that's not what you want. Yeah. The problem is you can't have a guy that walks around that's like, I'm the shit when he hasn't done anything. He's never held a title. He's never been close to a title. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But like, 
you don't just get to call yourself the shit because you beat up a guy who was retiring. Like mm-hmm. that's that doesn't work. That just makes no sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is uh, wearing a Santa hat, which I approve of. And he he has a a, a, a backstage a thing where he's, he he talks shit about Roddy Strong. Um, and then uh, Trick Williams is going to have his first match against Dexter Loomis, and he starts talking about how he's not afraid of anybody. And then behind him on a very big television is a picture of is, is Dexter Loomis's face. I don't know. Again, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm not sure how the why the face showed up there or how the face showed up there. Did Dexter Loomis astrally project himself into the television? Like I know he's a ciliary killer. Is he also like a ghost? Like what? Why? How? Why is the TV just like out of the blue showing Dexter Loomis's face? Whatever. Uh, but then Trick Williams sees it and gets scared. Um. Oh, there's a there's a video from earlier today where uh, Zoe Stark, uh, and Io Shirai uh, are in the training room, and Legato comes in and says, "We're you're not. A, we're going to have our training session or whatever." And Electra Lopez is like, uh, hey, Shirai, we want, I, I'm going to fight you, I guess. And so that's the match that got made. So they're going to have that match uh, tonight. There's Electra Lopez versus Io Shirai. That's what they're doing with Io Shirai. That's what they're doing with Io Shirai. I, I will, I, again, Io Shirai, who was one of the top 10 women in the world at wrestling. This is what they're doing with her. Just, just this thing, whatever. It's, it's whatever. I can't, can't do anything about it. So I think Dyson Loomis was a mirage. That Perhaps. is in Trick's head. Yeah. Um, either way, I'm fine with it because <laughs> it's sure. great. And just of all the things on NXT, you know what? Yep. That's fine. Yep. Um again, is there only one trainer? Do you guys not make appointments for your training sessions? I I, what the f- is going on backstage? Mm-hmm. What is going on with your medical staff at Io Shirai? Pops people's shoulders in and during matches. And then Sami Zayn's got kayfabe doctors coming out to the ring with him just to guard him. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would think that there would be appointments set for such training sessions. And I'll tell you what I don't need. I don't need a feud between Io Shirai and Electra Lopez. Well, you're not going to get one because because it's a, a whole... Uh, this was just a means to an end. We'll talk about that later. There's really not a feud going on between Io Shirai and Electra Lopez. Io Shirai is the least important character in any of this, which Ow. is kind of what's what's Ouch. what sucks. Ouch. So, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, uh, Trick Williams versus Dexter Loomis is a match that happens. It's not um, good. Not it's not it's not great uh, at all. Um, that apron spot, that ring skirt spot, was so bad. It was not good. Trick Williams uh, is not good. No, he's not good yet. And this is a good thing. He's not good yet. He might he might be decent at a later date. Yeah, Currently, but why is he strapped to one of the top guys on in NXT then? A guy who doesn't need a a, a like if a mouthpiece I'm doesn't I'm trying need to think, like if I'm not saying that this is where they should put this guy, but if if Carmelo had a guy like an Omos who just stood there. And was like, if you mess with Carmelo Hayes, I'm going to break your back. Like, if maybe that's something. You don't need a guy jumping around. You don't. Carmelo Hayes doesn't need a hype man. That's not a thing that Carmelo Hayes needs. 
Like you, there's other things you could give him, but he doesn't need that as as part of his act. Where's so, Odyssey Jones? No, Odyssey Jones would be a great choice for that. Yeah, and Odyssey they had a, a natural story there because they and were the he, last two in the tournament. Like and, that would have been such a good tag team. Yeah, or and, duo, or or yeah, or whatever. Not even tag, just just again, Odyssey Jones just just mopping up. For Carmelo Hayes, yeah, like that kind of thing that could be really fun. Like, if you want a shot at the A champ, you got to go through my right hand guy. Yeah, and the guy who walks in is Odyssey Jones. And guess what? You're not going through Odyssey Jones. That could be that could be a thing where everybody who wants to step up and face the champ doesn't get to because you got that. So anyway, um. Also rep- would help you prevent booking nine thousand rematches. This also when true. you do things like um, that. I, whatever. Roderick Strong shows up. Uh, 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 Bivens and Ivy Nile are in the Raven's Nest, which apparently I thought was was like under the control of Imperium, but apparently anybody can just go up there. So so they're up there, and then Roddy Strong shows up, and they, and they and he beats up uh, Carmelo Hayes. More on that in a second. Uh, Trick Williams, I guess, tr- tries to attack Loomis with his shoe. It's not a hard sole shoe. Like if you hit somebody with a shoe, it's like made of like the sole's made of rubber. Like I guess it would mildly irritate somebody, but it wouldn't like hurt more than your fist. Your fist would hurt more than a than than like the rubber of a shoe. Whatever. He misses. Also, like you had a match. Why aren't you in wrestling gear? I don't know. That um, works if it's a speaking segment and you take off your shoe and you hit someone uh, yeah, and you were dressed in a suit, you look uh, like a fucking moron if you don't have wrestling boots on. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it never works if you hit somebody with a shoe. Like this is this let's never do that no matter the context. No, but it makes I, I it, I'm with you. It's at least the appropriate footwear for the situation. Perhaps. <laughs> um perhaps. But Loomis uh ducks the shoe. And uh, puts him in the silence. And I guess the whole point of the shoe was that he holds the shoe until he drops the shoe from being put to sleep by the silence uh, sleeper hold. But he doesn't even do that right. Like, like the the he's holding the shoe. And if you actually fell asleep, you just drop the shoe. He, like, throws the shoe. And, like, that's, I'm, that's not a thing. Whatever. Um, also, but, it is... It is it is a known fact that Dexter Loomis is a serial killer yeah. and has an axe on him at any time. Your defense is a shoe. Come on, you got to do better than a shoe against a serial killer. You ever watch Law and Order and they're like, oh, you know what took that guy out? A shoe? No. Yeah. no. He's a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll counter a murder with a shoe. Do you know the serial killer's Achilles heel? A shoe. It's the one thing you didn't plan for. Nope, that you never heard that in any movie. Um, Not even like a good shoe, like a. Uh, uh, um. A uh, oh, so Loomis is Loomis is in the ring. Um, afterwards, and then Grayson Waller shows up, and hits him with a chair a bunch of times because Grayson Waller, his whole thing is just how can I piss off the most people, and that's gonna get me over as a heel, which I guess. Like in the rudimentary version of of like if a nine year old was booking a show, be like this guy makes everybody angry at him. He's a bad guy. Like yes, if a nine year old was on the show, they would be Grayson Waller. (laughs) 
So Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller is the little kid that like they come to visit you and you're like, oh my god, this this kid is just like, look what I can do. And then they just like jump up and down. And you're like, I've seen you jump up and down 74 times today. Like, relax. That's Grayson Waller. Like, just go away. Um, we... And he's dressed like the NXT logo tonight. Uh, uh, what is that shirt? Get out of here with that shirt. Uh, WWE across both, certainly on Raw, uh, is in order to enhance how much we hate the heel they must wear more and more obnoxious clothing. Okay, this but the- like, you know who does that really well? Ethan Page. He Let's wears see. the perfect annoying button downs. Sure, I suppose. This yes. is not a good example. I mean, it's better than this, I will say that. Um, so, Gr- Grayson Waller, AJ arrives in the, in the parking lot. Um, watch out, AJ. Um, <laughs> you haven't been here very often, so... <laughs> prayers up prayers up up for aj in the parking lot um (laughs) so so anyway uh grayson waller gets on a mic and says you know every all these people whenever they get inducted to the hall of fame they always thank you the fans well when i'm inducted into the hall of fame slow down there grayson when i'm inducted into the hall of fame i'm gonna say i told you all told you so and i'm gonna thank myself and he's just generically annoying and then aj styles comes out and um uh this is a this is the thing i thought they were actually gonna do something but i guess they're gonna do something in a couple of weeks they're probably gonna add this to new year's evil um but uh people are chanting shut the hell up at waller uh aj says yes i agree with the crowd shut the hell up um and the thing about this that AJ AJ does this, and I, I I never noticed it as much as I did in this particular promo, but he stands with his hips facing the hard cam with the person he's talking to here, and then gestures across his body with his arm this way. <laughs> I I've I've seen what you do. I've seen what you do. I'm see, I'm looking at you right now, but you're looking at him very oddly, AJ. Like you, <laughs> it's a weird thing with the, that he does, but um. Listen, like it's just it, it. It keeps. I think the reason they had to do the Omos breakup angle with AJ last night is so they can get AJ to do this long ass feud with Grayson Waller they have planned. Like heavens for fend, but I believe that's what they're planning, um, because they keep bringing up Omos over and over and over again. Um, eventually AJ basically says, you know what, just shut up, stop talking and let's fight right now. And so Grayson Waller, like every heel's got to learn how to do this, I guess at some point. So he does the thing where he takes off his shirt and his expensive watch. And then he decides actually, no, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to get out of the ring. I mean, everybody does it. Um, but you can do it in a way that doesn't suck. And he needs to learn how to do that. Cause this wasn't very good. And then he says, "I've decided I'm gonna let have I'm gonna let Omos have first crack at you, and then I'll I'll clean up whatever's left." And then he does this weird shimmy thing he does with his shoulders uh, and leaves. And so I, so AJ has to face Omos next week. He's gonna lose that match. And and then uh, they already announced Grayson Waller versus Dexter Loomis next Tuesday. So it's possible we see more AJ Styles there, and they make the match 
for New Year's Evil. Um, because everyone's like, you know what we want to see? Oh, good. They, they're breaking up AJ and Omos. Now we get to have the real AJ. AJ is going to be a great contender for Biggie's WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. Can't wait to see that match, says everybody. Said nobody, colon. I can't wait to see AJ Styles go to NXT and face Grayson Waller. Do you know how bad you have to be at this to make AJ Styles just seem like a normal dude? Like the 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 level of incompetence to make AJ Styles seem like not one of the best to ever do this. You got to be real real bad. Like it's got to be bad. And for the past year and a half or so, that's that's absolutely what they've done. And I get what they were trying to do with Omas. I get that it didn't work. Um, in my opinion, I don't find him particularly charismatic. His selling has gotten better from the atrocity that it was before. I think he's going to be a big dude that throws people and we're not going to see much more. Maybe he ends up back in NXT to develop, which wouldn't be the worst thing. But then what the hell did you just do for the past year? Um, I don't know if somebody backstage hates AJ Styles. but. Like, they, just like they have, three years ago, they they have decided, in their infinite wisdom, that Grayson Waller needs to be, must be, viewed as the most important person on this show. Now, I, I not not the best worker, not the biggest star, but the most important person that's why he's on way more segments that the, the, the there was no oh reason God. for him to be in that segment with indy and persia like that that was that segment didn't even need to exist except they want to get grayson waller on the show as much as possible i i, I don't agree with it but that's obviously what they're doing and so they think it's really important that we build this grayson waller into a big star which is why we're giving him the most screen time of anybody on the show and why we say, AJ, you're going to come to NXT and get this kid over because it is very important to us that this kid, for some reason, gets over as a giant star. Well, why the shit does AJ Styles give a crap about him? That's my thing. Like, if I mean, you want to do that, why don't you have him, I don't know, win matches and hold a title at some point? If you want someone to feel important. But that... I mean, like, I agree with you, but that's not what they care about. They care about, they, they care about what he said. They actually, AJ brings it up. It's not about wins and losses. It's about likes and swipes. Likes and swipes. That is that, that they have decided that that, that his philosophy is the way they want to operate. I just don't. So as far as the segment goes, you want to push Grayson Waller fine he's not the worst in the ring this this promo was a disaster i felt like on his end this was just bad it was confusing it was circular it made no sense him saying that he's the guy there when he's won like a couple matches and one of them was in the war games match which he's, he was not he's responsible a delusional for. narcissist i understand why he thinks he's the biggest guy there because he's a delusional narcissist but I don't understand why they think that he should, in actuality, be the biggest guy there. 
That doesn't make sense to me. I understand why he would say that about himself, but I don't understand why 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 the people who are in control of NXT are making him be that. That's well, what I what I don't understand, and AJ eventually got to it, which was like, "Hey, you did okay for three weeks, and so now you think you're the best guy in the right." You need to have your face in that situation, chopping him the fuck down, or this doesn't work at all. And it didn't work yeah. until AJ said that. Um, I kind of, I don't get the super push behind him, but I kind of get that they're like, "Okay, Braun Breaker's like good, right? Like he's taken care of." I feel like Grayson Waller is one of those guys that was kind of on the cusp where it was like, he's good in the ring. We think there's something there. Let's turn him heel. And just like, I think this is like a lot of sink or swim, but I just don't get why you don't have like a Duke Hudson in that role then. Because they see something more in Grayson Waller than they do in, in, in Duke Hudson is, is the well, only. But he's not even handling it terribly. This no, promo was not good. No, no. But like. like I again, it's the same thing that, um, that basically the same thing in a way that Champa said about Breaker. Like you're doing pretty good for where you are in your career. Don't get me wrong, but you're not ready for this yet. I mean, Champa is talking about the NXT Championship in his mind. Yeah. But like my thing is like Grayson Waller. Like you, you are showing flashes of something that might be great down the line right now you are not ready to be the most important guy on a major cable wrestling show that doesn't make up you know but in in the world that's operating in that's just not even true yeah like i'm i don't know i just it's annoying yeah. we got some chip some some super uh super chats about this um uh the young bucks dress better than waller the young bucks dress better than everyone and, and yeah in his defense like they dyed their beards pink yeah, like yeah, yeah they did that very good um mark losper <laughs> says aj styles problem in my top five of all time to hear that he's saddled with this complete s makes me legitimately sad <laughs> let the chef cook man yeah. yeah yeah um listen aj styles got a great match not a good match a great match out of 50 year old shane mcmahon like I think yeah. AJ Styles could give can give everybody Grayson Waller's best match possible, but again, as I said about the Omos thing that's going to happen next week, if you can't have a good match with AJ Styles, get the hell out of the business. I think you know, I could. I'm, like I'm confident I could have a good match with AJ Styles at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Zach Barber says AJ Styles still one of the top ten wrestlers in the world at forty four when he wants to be. Losing to Grayson Waller is a crime. Listen, they they they've decided that this guy is the most important thing. Like, uh, I don't know. You know what the thing that pisses me off about it the most is? It's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's what annoys me the most. Is like AJ is gonna make him look great. He's gonna make the whole thing work, and. I don't know yeah. why Grayson Waller deserves that yet. Yeah. Um, the Nerd Guru says a 2018-2019 AJ Styles run is something we could have had. AJ versus Cole or versus Gargano or versus Ciampa versus Black versus O'Reilly versus Lee. Anyone. But no, we got this instead. Like Correct. He, he He skipped right to the main roster, which is not a lot of things. Something people were doing at the time he showed up in, at Royal Rumble 2016. And had he gone to NXT at that time, he could have slid immediately into a main event feud somewhere between Samoa Joe and Finn Balor 
and maybe like Shinsuke Nakamura shows up there and they have the match. Imagine if like, because everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to get the Wrestle Kingdom 10 match rematch between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. And the match was like, all right. And then they were like, Shinsuke Nakamura's new thing is he punched people in the dick. Every match mm-hmm. he punched people in the dick. Like imagine if we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles on the NXT stage yeah. at that point. But no, we don't get that. Um, I saw one in here before. I really like this with the better to one jam beard says Waller is a very annoying Rocco from Rocco's modern life. I honestly have no answers to him because it feels like mix, uh, mix, mix 2.0. And we don't need that. Uh, oh yeah. He's a very annoying Rocco from uh, modern life. Um, so then um, we get um, the diamond mind backstage and they propose they propose the end of the cruiserweight division. That's what they propose. Yeah. They propose that Roddy Strong versus Carmelo Hayes at um, at uh, New Year's Evil is a title for title. Both titles on the line. Winner take all. North American Championship versus Cruiserweight Championship. And then the winner. Yeah. The winner. Well, one of maroon. Like half the belt would be like a nice dark maroon. And half the belt to be purple. They'll split it down the middle and then go like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so Carmelo Hayes is going to win that match. Almost certainly, I would say. Um, and then they'll just... Unif- they, they actually called it a title unification match at one point during the during the night. So, like, whoever wins, like, that's a, that's a one... That's a one mat... That's a one belt thing now. So, they're... They, they, it, it, I don't know. How long did the the WWE cruiserweight title exist for before they shelved it the last time before they brought the cruiserweight division back. It wasn't that long, but um, this, this feels like too, too, too quick of a five years, five and a half years. We, we hardly knew ye, but, um, but that's it. Oh, and it was like the coolest thing ever. It really was for a while. And the match itself is going to hump. Yeah, like, it's gonna be cool. Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong is gonna be an amazing match. Um, and and if Carmelo Hayes wins, that's the right choice, considering what NXT 2.0 is. And then, like, honestly, you don't if you're not gonna make the cruiserweight title a cruiserweight title, then it's the European title, it's a lesser mid-card title. You don't need it anymore. So, you know, yeah, that guy, that guy would win the cruiserweight title. Yes. Yeah, this um, man. Yeah, so I, I, I actually, I, I agree with them get rid of getting rid of one of the belts. It's just very sad to me that it has to be the cruiserweight title, which was the the most fun belt to watch change hands for a for a year there in oh, 2018. It, yeah. it just ruled. Yeah, um, uh, Bivens is able to work in a ho, 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 which I thought was great. Um. I don't know why, but it's okay when he says it. Yeah, it is. there's so many people I would be like, "That's that's low. Mm-hmm. I hate that." Mm-hmm. I don't know. He gets a pass because it mm-hmm. was fun and funny. Jay Blood says, "Appreciate you both tremendously. The best show about a crappy show I've ever seen. Happy holidays! Happy <laughs> holidays to you. Thank you." Um, uh, hold on one second. Uh, da, da, da. And then, um, uh, the batter to one, Jam Beard says, "Just wanted to say that even though." WWE gives us craptacular shows. You guys are great and also great for putting up with our song requests. Thank you. Yes. Uh, oh, boy. We, it'll be fun. Um, um, hold on a second. Um, we we got 
I thought we were done with this whole MSK and Riddle thing. I really did. I really, I really thought we were no. done with it after last week, but we're not. It's actually continuing not only this week but also next week. We got Riddle and um, Riddle and MSK having fun with scooters, and that's about that's that's what they did. And then they ran into a bus on their scooters, and and I was like, oh my god, they killed them! Like the the flip flops <laughs> literally fell in slow motion, and I was like, they killed them? That's crazy! And no, it's worse than that. It was all a dream, or was it? Like they actually wake up in their in their clothes from the first vignette they filmed sitting waiting for the bus and like oh my god did you have the same dream yeah i did oh no more (laughs) no more drugs for us is basically what they said and then riddle shows up and it wasn't a dream because he's got the scooters and i'm gonna take you guys to the i'm gonna go with you next week to call out imperium um for your because you lost the titles and you've been away for six weeks and Imperium's already defended them since you've been gone, but you're going to walk right back into a rematch because nothing matters. Um, the, I see a lot of things in the chat about, oh, but this is going to be cool because we're going to get Im- we're going to get MSK and Riddle versus Imperium and Walter. And I'm like, I what? I don't I don't think that's what we're getting. I mean, if Riddle wasn't currently a member of the Raw Tag Team Champions, perhaps but I feel like that's not a thing we're going to get. I just don't think they get how drugs work. (laughs) I've never smoked weed in my life. I don't do drugs, but like, I know people that do. I know a lot of people that do. A lot of people smoke weed. Yeah. This is not, you don't trip on weed from my understanding. You don't hallucinate and manifest someone. Right? Then I probably would. Then I would smoke weed. If I could just, like, manifest people, Mm that would be rad. Um, Just so much no. Just no to all of this. Like, they were just tag team champions. Mark Losper says, currently in a meeting, so I have this on mute. Kate looks so dejected. I I love the idea of our our fans in Australia (laughs) watching us while at work. This is the go home to Christmas. They couldn't give us something nice. Yeah, I, I, I think this is very funny. This is, might be true. The N and the H says, I don't usually read the non-super chats, but Riddle is there so MSK doesn't get booed. Oh my God, just have them be heels. I mean, <laughs> like if you, if you really want, like have them, have them be cocky heels. Like you can do that. I mean, I think it's kind of a waste, but. You can yeah. book whatever show you want. Yeah. Whatever show you want. And they chose they were like, they just dropped the titles. Let's have them for six weeks go on a trip that was a dream, that was a drug trip, but that the drug that they were tripping on was weed. Yeah. And it wasn't because now Matt Riddle is that, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I don't know either. I don't know. Um, I also know about this. Idris Enofe, who is in a feud with Boa, uh, has a match with Von Wagner. Remember, where Von Wagner is going to be in Von Waction, and um, <laughs> I and forgot about Von Von, Wa- Von Wagner got gets Von walled up because he 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 lost he he lost in a very quick match. He lost really bad. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, 
Everybody gets Wagner rolled up at some point, I guess. Wagner von Wag von Wagner goes for a power bomb, but NFA he slides down and rolls him up out of nowhere for the pin. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, what an upset!" And I'm like, "Is it really? Like, I mean, like honestly though, is it really?" Um, and but uh, Robert Stone is watching this thing, you know, very closely because of that weird glance they exchanged last week. And I'm like, if you're gonna Robert Stone. All you ever do, all you've ever done is manage women badly. Like right. that's the only thing you've ever done. So I don't know if we're supposed to go, ooh, Robert Stone, eh? Wouldn't that be a great pickup for Robert Stone? And it's just what Von Wagner needs is Robert Stone in his corner. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to think that, but I think we are supposed to think that. Mostly though, Von uh, uh, Robert Stone, I just want you to get your new client, if he does sign with you, some new goddamn pants. Because those are the ugliest yes. damn things I've ever seen. Just he needs new pants. Um, uh, and you could maybe teach him how to not get rolled up. If he can teach him how to not get rolled up, he should manage everybody on the roster. Vern Wigner. Um, from Crush the, bat it. the batter to one jam beard. Um, but anyway, so after the match, after he got pinned, he gets his heat back. Um uh, by beating the hell out of uh, Idris uh, and Ofei. And then he shoulder bumps Robert Stone as he walks out. So it's very important that we're getting this this whole thing. Um, the Nerd Guru says, Adam Cole put over Kyle O'Reilly, who would then go on out on his back for Von Wagner. That makes me physically ill to think about. Um, listen, the, again, the thing of it is, is like, Von Wagner, like, he hasn't been there for five years. I looked this up. He's been there for like two and a half years, but that's still too long to be as bad as he is. Um, he, he's been there for two and a half years. He should get better. Um, they're giving him the wrong things to do to begin with. He wasn't ready for the spot he was put in. He wasn't ready to like talk in front of a camera. Like he wasn't ready to do all those things. You could do things with him that would like, I, I honestly said like, uh, it'd be honestly, it would be really cool if he was just a guy in a suit, you dye his hair black, slick it back dramatically, and have him walk around behind Tony D everywhere Tony D goes, and have Tony D never mention him until that guy just comes out of nowhere with with a you know with a with a with a crowbar and whacks some guy in the back of the leg. Like if they had introduced Von Wagner that way and never let him talk, he was just a guy who was like sent there by. Tony D'Angelo's dad to make sure nothing bad happened to Tony D'Angelo if you get my drift, wink, wink. You know? I just don't have a lot of redeeming things to say about Von Wagner. Like, I, I don't even know if that would work because I don't feel like he's very charismatic. No. I mean, he doesn't have to be. He just have to like, stay there stone-faced. Agreed. Um, so they, they interview Imperium. And he, they speak in German and Italian, and she says, "I don't understand German or Italian." And they say that um, that we're still going to beat MSK even if they found a shaman. Neat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Electra Lopez um, says that she's going to defeat uh, Io Shirai in the biggest match of her life, uh, and turns out she's not going to defeat Io Shirai in the biggest match of her life because during the match. Um, she only comes out to the ring with uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. She doesn't come out with Santos. Um, during the match, um, out comes Zion Quinn 
and he dis dispatch dis dispatches with those two dudes, um, and then takes off his shirt and stands on the on the ring apron and holds out mistletoe, and she becomes entranced, literally goes into a trance and walks toward the mistletoe. She can't help herself. She's being compelled to do so. Um, because, a, because a hot guy is where is, is holding mistletoe. And then be, because that's then Santos comes down, pulls him off the apron, gets, gets trashed himself by Zion Quinn and, and, and Electra Lopez gets beaten by Io Shirai with a moonshot. Like it's not what are they watching Hallmark movies? Like this, a hot guy. With 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 Emmett with a mistletoe, I can't not look at him. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've done worse than that, and I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever been so distracted by a hot man that I would forget I was in a wrestling match, or that I've been under the spell of one. But I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like this. Yeah. I it just is such a cheesy telenovela that I'm like, at least you're being consistent with what you're telling me. This kind of fits into that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Sean Blanford says they pinned Von Wagner tonight. That's a choice. Yeah, I mean, after all they did for him, that's kind of crazy. Well, um, I think they're going to lean in this direction of like, that guy needs my help from Robert Stone, but like that guy <laughs> also hasn't helped anyone. So maybe Robert Stone should be like, hey, that guy's winning. Maybe I can supplement his winningness. Um, uh, Zach Barber says that New Heart being a dream made more sense than MSK's six week journey to find the shaman being a dream. The Batted to One Jam Beard says that they're going to put them together, the, the, the two belts, and they'll be instead of the North American Championship and the Cruiserweight Championship, they're going to be the, the North Weight title. Um, Kenshiro says, I actually like Zion Quinn, but I'd like him a lot more if they didn't have him doing this telenovela BS. Uh, happy holidays. Keep cool, Gabagool, and also with you. And with your spirit. Um, so, uh, Sean Blanford uh, sent in a super chat. Uh, says, nothing else matters on this show besides our boy Tony D getting the shine in the main event against Pete Dunne. He might have picked up the W, but he walked tall at the end. Hope you have a safe and happy holidays and keep cool gaba ghouls. Um, it is time for all of us to stop with the whole, he's just a meme wrestler. Like, he's over. He's over. I get it. But he's just a meme wrestler. He's a fucking suplex machine is what the fuck this guy is. Like, he was just yeeting Pete Dunne all over the ring. One of them, a pump handle, like, 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 High angle release suplex was released a little too high, maybe was a little unsafe, but Pete Dunn took it perfectly. But he was like, he had a bunch like a, a release German, like this really cool, like, um, uh, overhead thing that he did. Like, he's he's way better than he has any right to be at this point, and and also he's super charismatic, and yes. He's he's playing like a, a stereotype character, but he's playing it perfectly. You never believe that he thinks his character is a joke. He's playing it straight as though somehow a guy from the Sopranos is also a professional wrestler. Like, I don't know how that works, 
he's made it work. And now he's fucking Taz all of a sudden. Like he's doing <laughs> capture overhead capture suplexes. Like I did not know that was part of his his thing. Like he's he's really he's got something very special that he's not only is going to be the a, a big part of the future of NXT 2.0, uh, he's going to be a big part of the future of WWE unless they screw it up horribly on the main roster. All no. you have to do is just let him do this, and 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 he'll be he'll be over Alex. like Rover immediately. How many people have we said that about though? Like, but, just let them do. The thing is, is Vince is in charge now. If we we say that about people who were under Hunter's regime and they go up and it's terrible. This this guy is what Vince wants him to be right now. Vince wants him to be this, and he's knocking that out of the park. So when he goes to the main roster, he'll also uh, presumably be doing this, and he'll knock that out of the park. I'm not saying he's perfect right now, but he did stuff tonight that I didn't think was was that he was uh, capable of. He lost the match, yes, but that's probably for the best. I mean, we don't want to see Pete Dunne, you know, putting over too many people at this point. It's his first loss in in WWE. But it's to Pete Dunne, who's a former like one million day champion in NXT UK. Like it's fine that he lost to Pete Dunne, and then after the match, he gets to stand tall by breaking um, Pete Dunne's hand with a hammer, with a hammer, with a with a, with a crowbar. Like he 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 wins, even though he lost the match. Uh a couple of things. I would be fine with Tony D losing on any episode that wasn't the go home to christmas you can't even give us a tony <laughs> d victory on the go home to yeah. christmas come yeah. on no but this was this was a great match i feel like pete dunn is actually just like the perfect opponent for him because of how well he can sell but also how um like i think he's really good at getting the best out of his opponents that he can. And when that opponent is someone that's green, it just seems like they had a very good chemistry. And um, that, I don't know, like if you don't have a hard on for Tony D at this point, like I, mean, I, I just see people saying like, like he's, he's really good at playing the meme character, but he's also a meme wrestler and he's not, know. he's not good. Like he's, he's not great, but then again, he's like, he's, he's really friggin' green compared to like, all these sure. people he's still sharing the ring with. But as and, you you gotta hear me. What I'm saying is if you don't have a hard on oh right for Tony D, you I, might need a little bit of help in the getting it up department. Yeah. Look, well, we're running out of time. We got a lot of Christmas songs to sing. I'm yeah. trying to create a segue out of no here. Sean's gonna tell you about Blue Joe. <laughs> he would if I could find it. Where are you, Blue? I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of uh, a, a wild situation, a wild year, and people are saying, you know what, it's a hard-knock life. But I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard-cock life when you use Blue Chew and the code FIGHTFUL, and you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew... Is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach, ready to go, want to get in the mood. Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use BlueChew.com. 
No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need, and it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code FIFA will get you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are free. Use that promo code Fightful. Hardcock Life. I feel as though Sean's ad time should be taken out of our two-hour limit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Um, so that's that's the end of that. Tony D got to look great in, in the main event of NXT. That's a big step for him. G- good for him. Um, and the main and, event mobster man, that's where he belongs. That's right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, actually, it's true. Like AJ Styles actually put over Tony D in his promo as being better than Grayson Waller, so that's that's true. Um, so, uh, we got some super chats and humper chats. I'm gonna burn through and then we're gonna do some fun uh, Christmassy stuff. Um, uh, because as Ryan Sullivan says, let's wrap up this NXT talk. I'm here for the shenanigans. Um, <laughs> some stupid punk says, uh, child does a thing kate you need to calm down <laughs> i just don't need to see it like 87 times you know what children are like oh guess I, what i can do and I, they do nothing I, I know what they're like i'm unimpressed um, spencer green says i want to send this very first chat to my very favorite frightful team i have serious question oh my goodness Born in eleven uh, in November two thousand, didn't get into wrestling until twenty eighteen. Next, born in two thousand. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what <laughs> NXT takeover would you recommend? Um, start with Takeover Brooklyn, the first one with with Sasha and Bailey. It's, it's you have to do it. And I would say watch all of them up through like twenty eighteen. <laughs> like they're all really really good, and you don't have to watch anything else but the takeovers to get an actual sense of the storylines there. They're so 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 good, but you can't you can't you can't skip uh, Brooklyn one, but also like Takeover Dallas is is one oh of the best God. ones ever, and they just keep getting better and better and better. Um, Mark Losper uh, <laughs> for Mark Losper says uh, like in CSI Miami. Hold on, I don't have sunglasses, but I'll do it like this. Looks like this shoe was his Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> um that's good um the nerd guru says hey calyx did not watch the show at all due to my third viewing of spider-man did uncle alan jones do anything not really no um also uh you both rule merry christmas merry christmas to you to uh nerd guru um uh the battle of one jam beard says were you dreaming of a white christmas hashtag blue chew um hashtag veer is coming yes always over and over again forever um um some super punk says i'm just here for the nxt review the musical um so we have some responses to other things before we're talking about the the ratings for nxt mark losper says brandon thurston had some pretty awful predictions about this show a couple of weeks ago comparing it to reruns of random tv yeah if it doesn't start getting better it's getting worse all the time that's not good i don't know where it plateaus I don't know where the bottom is. Like it's still going down and then down and then back up for a second and then back down and down. I don't know where it bottoms out at. That that could be bad. I don't um, know. They know. Yeah, that's true. Mark Losper saying, uh, Volob says that, you know, for people who are in hot parts of the world right now, keep cool, Gabagool. But uh, in parts of Sydney, Australia, it's been 95 degrees here for a week. Ooh. 
Yikes. Um, yeah, I we'll don't, keep I don't, cool, Gabagool. I don't I understand. That's one of the reasons I don't think I could ever, even if I had the opportunity, I don't think I could ever move to Australia because I couldn't I couldn't do like, oh, Merry Christmas. Let's go outside and take a dip in the pool. No. I don't think I just don't think I could do that. It's just not. No. Not also, in my makeup. spiders. No. Well, that, that too. And snakes. No. Sorry. That and snakes. Um, uh, Dark Saturday. So this is this is not a report. This is a joke uh, uh, thing that he is saying for me to say. Fightful has confirmed with official sources in NXT that William Regal has been relocated to the punishment box and is not to be let out until further notice and on weekends and holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't know where he is. Not in the punishment box, but I don't know where he is. Um, so here we go. Uh, uh, J.W. Pringle says, please read this quote from, from uh, Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens as Tony D'Angelo. It became said of Ebenezer Scrooge that he knew well the true meaning of Christmas Day that be said of each of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone, Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> and also with you. Um, <laughs> uh, we got uh, S- uh, Stephen Levy saying, uh, hey, Team Kalex, hope you all are doing well. Can we get Alex's best Van Wigner? And also, how Vince would react if he hears someone saying WWE is pro wrestling instead of sports entertainment. This is how he would react. We make movies. I got a pencil. Uh, somebody stole my egg. Keep cool, Gabagool. Uh, and also with you. And also with you. Um, so we have we have a few things to 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 sing that we've planned plotted out. Um, I'll, I think we should save "Baby It's Cold Outside" for near the end. I sent you the <laughs> lyrics in, in in a Twitter DM. Um, but let me see what are the, what are the ones we we had planned on. Um, hold on, I wanted to do uh, okay. Um, as as Dusty Rhodes, <clears throat> I'm going to sing. Hold on, <clears throat> as Dusty Rhodes. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, baby. Everywhere you go, take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, daddy. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. That's hard times! Um, and, uh, and then I wanted to sing... Uh, <laughs> Um, as Walter, um, uh, oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since with no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight. Oh, I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, hey, all the way home, I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying. And my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> to all three of you. <laughs> Um, hold on, I gotta get this one out there. I gotta find this one. I got like people are sending me one. I got one more here to sing as as part of a request. 
uh, no, give me those. I want the lyrics for last Christmas, which you had to sing tonight. I did. Impromptu. Oh, bonus stream. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, I, who is this now? Who am I supposed to sing this as? I always forget. Uh, Tony D, of course. Of course, it's Tony D. Of course, Tony. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you freaking, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, you gave me my heart, but the very next day, this is the same freaking thing, over and over again. Once bitten, twice shy, I keep my distance, but still, you catch my eye, I'm going to catch you right in the freaking mouth. But tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me very much. Merry Christmas. I wrapped it up and sent it with a note saying I love you. I meant it. Now I know what a fool I've been. But if you kiss me now, I know you'd fool me again. That's why I say you're going to sleep with the fishes. Uh, <laughs> so that was from Pedro Taquin. Taquin. I missed that up really bad. From Pedro. That was a request. Um, thank you, Pedro. Thank you, Pedro. Um, so do you have anything that you would like to do? Well, I had, out? I had the 12 days of Christmas, but it's going to be so long. It is. We can't do the whole thing. We can only do like, let's let's start it from 12 and, okay. then, and then go back to the beginning. But you have to do. I know. You have to do 12 and 11 and then it goes alternate from there. Okay. I put, it, I put it in the private chat. All right. Okay, fine. There's oh, the a private, very the, specific reason. In the private chat now? Okay, I gotta find yeah. it now. All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> um uh, on the twelfth day of Christmas. <laughs> twelve <laughs> on the twelfth day of Christmas, we had on NXT 12 war games. <laughs> 11 Wagner's wagging. 10 K's a brick. King. <laughs> Nine, yeah, dummies. Eight DQ endings. Seven betches betching. Six diamonds mining. Five, Five brass rings that are completely imaginary. They're just that. Four roll-up pins. Three potheads. Two bluster and brunette. And this song with your friend, Tony D. Was yeah, that would have been real long. <laughs> it would have been a long, long time. It would have been a long time to do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so hold on. I want to make sure I, I have a... Uh, 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 um, um okay uh bubba i want to do this uh i want to make sure i miss it here all right um uh i, I <laughs> okay um finally uh, uh well finally we have we have we definitely have a wingham regal wrap so don't worry about that we're definitely gonna do that before we go um i do uh, have one other christmas song but we do we, we, we do we do we do we'll have we'll, we'll, we'll do that but um also um here we go um, um <clears throat> Rudolph the red nose reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, baby, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer wouldn't use a laugh and call him names. They wouldn't let poor Rudolph 
Jordan any reindeer war games. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, hey, hey, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in his story. It's like my Uncle Tony, I swear to God. Gabagool. <laughs> and with your spirit? <laughs> uh, did I miss anything else in here that I wanted to do? No. Oh, I, I will. Okay, this was this came in from our friend Drew, who sent in a, 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 a super chat during the the previous one, but we didn't get to it before the show ended. Um, he wanted me to do as Tony D, um, Dominic the donkey, the Italian Christmas donkey. So I'm going to sing that. Um, uh. Um, no, uh, I'm I'm singing it. I'm I'm doing it, Drew. Here we go. <clears throat> Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic, the cutest little donkey. You never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be because the reindeer cannot climb those hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing, hee haw, hee haw. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, hee haw, hee haw, the Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 Jingle bells around his feet and presents on the sled. Hey, look at the mayor's derby on top of Dominic's head. A pair of shoes for Louis and a dress for Josephine. The label on the inside says they're made in Brooklyn. Hey, jingity jing, hee haw, hee haw, the Dominic the donkey. Uh, jingity jing, hee haw, hee haw, the Italian Christmas donkey. Hey, Gabagool, and also with you. And with your spirit. And with your spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so should we do uh, our duet of, of the. <laughs> of course. Of, of, of Baby It's Cold Outside with uh, Tony D and Moni D. What did we decide your name was? I think we settled on Moni. Tony and Moni. Tony and Moni, baby. Here we go. Oh, I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. Huh? I gotta go away. Hey, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been... Been hoping that you'll drop in. So very nice. Hey, I'll hold your hand. 
Oh, they're just like, hey, sir. My mother will start to worry. Hey, beautiful. What's your My hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful. Please don't hurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. I'll put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might think. Hey, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. Not even Uber. I wish I knew how. No, I like starlight to now. To break your the spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, 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 sir. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm going to say that I tried. Hey, what's the sense of hurting my pride, I huh? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, Baby it's cold, cold outside. <laughs> Alex Falowski. Uh, if you told me way back in January, way back in January, that I would a, be spending my Tuesday nights. What a year. Singing a duet in a Marissa Tomei impression, or gluing <laughs> Gabagool to a wooden mask, or dressing up in funeral attire, yeah. or a zombie no. unicorn bride. Yeah. I just, I would have said probably no way no i wouldn't and i definitely think i'd be getting paid to uh and certainly not to all of you people Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. to all you people um so now uh now comes the end of the evening with the customary william regal rap uh from from uh from sorry uh from zach barber It's, uh, I gotta say it was a good day by Ice Cube. Uh, this, this is one that I listened to quite a lot, actually, when I was just a wee lad. So, so I, I know this one. Let's see if William Regal knows it. All right. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no smog, and mama cooked a breakfast with no hog. I got my grub on, but didn't pig out. Uh, finally got a call from a girl I want to dig out. Uh, hooked that up for later as I hit the door, thinking, will I live another 24? Uh, I gotta go, because I gotta, got me a drop top. If I hit the switch, I could make the ass drop. Had to stop at a red light, looking in my mirror, not a jacker in sight. And everything is all right. I got a beep from Kim, and she can uh, <clears throat> go all night. Called up the homies, and I'm asking y'all, which park are y'all playing basketball? Got me on the court, and I'm trouble. Last week, I uh, messed around and got a triple-double. Every way, like a MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. Drove to the pad, hit the showers, didn't even get no static from them cowards, because just yesterday, them fool tried to blast me. Saw the police and they rode right past me. No flexing, didn't even look in my direction. As I ran the intersection, went to Short Dog's house, they was watching yo MTV raps. What's the haps on the craps? Shake em up, shake em up, shake em up, shake em. Roam in a circle of fellows and watch me break them. With a seven, seven eleven, seven eleven, seven, even back dough, little Joe. I pick up the catch flow, then we played bones and I'm yelling domino. Plus, nobody I know got killed in South Central LA. Today was a good day. 
William Regal throwing the what's the haps? It's <laughs> my favorite part. Um, thanks everybody. This is this has been a lot of fun, uh, and it continues next week with with more fun stuff. Apparently, the go home to New Year's. The go like home to New Year's evil. Um. I guess that's what we're gonna go now, and and this is a, this is this is our this is our way of life. Um, <laughs> every week, this is just we we do now. Um, thanks everybody for for being a part of this thing. Uh, like uh, NXT 2.0 would be unbearable were it not for this show, and I'm having so much fun with all of you guys. Um, yeah, so thank you very much, Kate. We still have almost three minutes. Tell them where they can find you. You can find me right here, Kate on Deck. I see. You can also catch me on Wednesdays on the Mark Order podcast, talking all things all elite, uh, and as well as Fridays with Sean Rossap doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. Except we will be off, obviously, for uh, Christmas Eve and th- and I almost said Thanksgiving Eve <laughs> and New Year's Eve. So we will see you next year on that. Um. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on the uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. I'll I'll be here tomorrow night talking about an amazing on paper episode of AEW Dynamite. Sure, will probably be great otherwise. Uh, and then I haven't decided yet how I'm going to handle the the Sourgraps uh, weekend podcast because of you know the holidays and whatnot. But um, my my kid goes to bed early and my wife goes to bed almost as early as my kid. So I'll probably wind up just doing something yelling at you guys about SmackDown just cause. Um, anyway, uh, again, thanks so much uh, for, for being a part of this thing. We, regardless of how bad NXT 2.0 gets, as long as it's on the air, we're going to have a blast reviewing it. You could be sure of that. So uh, let's hope the ratings don't dip too far that the show goes away because this is actually a lot of fun. So, so that's a Merry Christmas to everybody, uh, to all a good night. And, uh, and for those of you in Australia, for God's sake, keep cool. Gabagool. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.